Blog Talk Radio. I am your host, Raina Star. Welcome to my birthday show. Yes, indeed. Once a year, right after my birthday, I have my friend Deborah Burris come on and hang out with me ah. for an hour. <laughs> there she is. Um, <laughs> before I launch, just so you all know where you are, Desperate Housewitches is not a GPG or even an R-rated show, so... If bad language, there's going to be a lot. Dirty talk, there's going to be some. And anything offensive uh, that I might say uh, might get under your skin, that's going to happen too, y'all. Um, this may not be the show for you, but I hope it is. Desperate House Witches is brought to you by the amazingly wicked one, the incredible Dorothy Morrison. Please check out www.wickedwitchstudios.com. Check out her Facebook social media page, for the link to her limited edition Halloween sale. She's got some great stuff, but time's running out, and so is the product. And with supply chain management issues, you need to get your shit while you can. Okay, so a lot of you who are listening tonight know that I've got a bug in my bonnet. I'm fucking pissed, and I am not going to make friends tonight. So. That being said, I'm going to give you a little background. You know my name. Most of you know I am a gardenarian. I identify as a witch. I am bisexual. I'm a person who employs magic. That's how I identify myself, okay? And anyone who disagrees with any of that can go fuck themselves. Because quite frankly, I'm a little fucking tired of seeing gatekeeping. I'm tired of seeing people judged for their youth. I'm tired of seeing people judged for their age. I'm tired of seeing people judged for who they love because we're all supposed to be fucking folks. It's a melting pot. Fucking melt. Okay? There's an event that is going on in the near future from my understanding. And somebody got a bee in their bonnet about what constitutes a real witch. Or they didn't recognize a whole bunch of the names on the roster. And I have to say to you, there was a time when none of our names were on the fucking roster because we didn't even have the Internet. Most of us didn't know that we were out there. So I, I can't wrap my brain around this bullshit about who's allowed to say they're a witch or who's allowed to say that this is witchcraft or that is witchcraft or, or what's a legitimate quote-unquote pagan tradition or practice. You know, I want to talk to folks my age for a minute. I'm 60. I just turned 60. I am an older person. I remember when we had very few choices. We wanted 
to not be persecuted. We were afraid, a lot of us, to say what we believed and to say what we were in public. And we longed to be considered a normal part of society. Do you remember how hard it was to find books, materials, teachers? Teachers. Who had teachers? I was lucky. I was really lucky because I was in a city that had a place you could go to find books. And I was from there lucky enough to find a teacher, someone who took me under their wing and who cared that I would learn correctly. Now, when I was a baby witch, I was completely fuck up. And I've admitted this many fucking times. I cast things stupidly. My intentions were wrong because I didn't know what I was doing. I needed to be taught. I would have died if I had to come under the scrutiny that some of you folks are so willing to hand out to younger folks, to older folks, to, to anybody who is not fitting into your little bubble of what is correct. We actually don't know. Once we die, we may have a vague idea. But until that moment, I'm practicing what makes me feel alive. I am practicing what I was taught because it feeds my heart, my soul. It makes me who I am. You know, I would be devastated as a young person today if I was first trying to come up and learn some stuff. The only thing I know for sure is that I don't know shit. I have told you all that a million times. But the attacking and the anger over you can't call yourself this or you're not doing something real. What the fuck is real exactly? What is this purity we're hanging on to? Is it misogyny? Because there was a lot of that in the 60s and 70s. Sex, you know, all kinds of sexism, all kinds of racism, transphobia, homophobia. Is this the purity we're trying to hold on to? I don't think so. I don't think that's what we want to hold on to. So in order for anything to grow, it has to breathe. It has to evolve. It has to change. Okay? We are so lucky because now we are able to access different methodologies and different people and different thoughts about sexuality. I don't know about a lot of folks, but the way I was raised, it was male, female. There were girls who liked girls. There were boys who liked boys. Sometimes you were lucky enough to like everything. That was it. That was all that was discussed. And now we have all these beautiful, beautiful people. And we don't have to be limited to the things we were taught just because we were taught them. There are so many different things out there. Don't you want to experience as many as possible? Listen, we all make mistakes. Young folks are going to make mistakes too. But they're doing it in public. How lucky are we that maybe we didn't get exposed every five seconds when somebody dared to disagree or decided we were wrong? Can't we give each other some fucking grace? for a change, you know? Like I said, when I was a baby witch, I did some fucking stupid shit. Thank the gods. I wasn't public to a point where just anybody could ruin my life in a moment, you know? So, all right. I've talked mostly to folks my age. I just want to say, to the, again, to the folks my age, 
let's try not to be angry because we're older now and we see folks having access to things that we didn't have. Let's rejoice in that because isn't that what we wanted in the first place? Isn't that what we strive for, to not be considered pariahs, sometimes in our own families? That we can actually have these conversations out loud in public and learn? You know, younger folks are not going to want to learn from you if you're constantly beating them over the head. It's just the way folks tend to be. They don't like getting their asses handed to them when they're trying to learn shit and, and accomplish some things. Fuck, I make mistakes every goddamn day. But, yeah, mistakes are how we learn, you know. And, by the way, most young folks do not think they know everything. As a matter of fact, I've only met one young person in the past three years who thought they knew everything, but it was an overcompensation for insecurity. And it was obvious, you know. I was with a pack of 22-year-olds yesterday, and they were the sweetest, kindest, inquisitive, were the first to say, I don't know anything. Can you talk to me about this? And it was lovely. They were lovely, lovely people. By the same token, young folks, all of us older folks are not boomer assholes. Please stop treating us like we're already dead and that nothing we say matters. The sword kind of cuts both ways on that one. Let's try to show some respect to each other. I mean, because to me, you're my kids, you know, maybe not literally, but you're what's going to remain after I'm fucking dead. I would like it if you could look on our time kindly and smile when you talk about me, you know? Because as an older person, for me personally, that's all I can really ask for, that folks would smile when they remembered our time together, our conversations, being on the show with me, hanging out, you know? That's it. Keep opening up the world. Ignore the people that are trying to keep you down. This applies to everybody. And stop thinking every opinion in your head is for public fucking consumption. It's not. You see some shit you don't like, scroll fucking past. The things that are worthy will remain. The things that don't work will fade away. It's happened to all of us. Give everyone the same slack and the same room to be a witch, to practice witchcraft, to be Wiccan, to be Alexandrian, to be I don't know, whatever. Let folks do folks. Let them be who they are. Enough with the gatekeeping. Enough with the constant criticism. Like I said, I may lose the show tonight over this. Could happen. Okay, that's the risk you take when you say something. I said it. Deborah, what do you think? <laughs> I was going, amen, sister. <laughs> you were talking. Um, you know... I'm right there with you. You could have taken those words straight out of my brain dialogue this week, to be honest. Um, hi, yeah. everybody. I'm Deborah. I'm Raina's friend. Happy birthday, Raina. I love you lots like tater tots. Um, but I, I get, you know, okay, first of all, let's, let's go back to the thing about, oh, this generation is not worth anything. By God, I'm pretty right. sure they said that about us, too. 
And the people saying that. Our people who taught us did the same thing. If you don't think the people who came before us, and I'm talking again to the older folks like me, if you don't think our mentors and the people we learned from didn't give us motherfucking side eye for our stupid shit, trust me, they did. And they didn't try to embarrass us in front of the whole fucking congregation, coven, whatever. Okay? They didn't try to humiliate us. They were trying to teach us. This this whole social media thing has ruined a lot of the beauty of learning a tradition, don't you think? It definitely has because what, okay, nobody elected anybody. Lord Queen, who he who twisted twat Queen of the Witches, as far as I know. I sure as hell didn't vote in that election. And I don't know who the hell did. You know, that's because, you know what? If you start doing that shit, you know what happens to your tradition? It dies off. It dies off. Yep. Right? And yep. I'm not seeing in the tab that I'm in, which I'm Georgian. Shout out to Dorothy yep. and Marla and, and all the Georgians out there. And I mean, we're not seeing a whole lot of young people, and and maybe yeah. that's because they've seen some of this bullshit going down. Nobody mm-hmm. wants to at, seek help from people that are going to look down their nose at you and constantly belittle you. I was raised by somebody like that, and I can, by God, tell you it don't come to no good end. And that's right. Well, that me and these young people today. Girl, I was at the um, March for Reproductive Rights in Little Rock. Yeah. And you know who yep. showed up and showed out at? These young people. Now, there was people of all ages, yep. and I was gr- great to see people of all genders and, and all ethnicities and all races. It was a great, diverse crowd, and it made me feel so good that that was going on in Little Rock, Arkansas. But I'll tell you right now for sure, the ones that showed up and showed out was these young people. Where was all the people yep. age? You know, where the yep. hell were they? Oh, it's too hot. Yep. Oh, it's too cold. Oh, it might rain. Them, them young folks didn't care. By God, they were there to express their thoughts and opinions. And I was proud to be in amongst them. You know, I, That's I right. teach these people, That's right. these young And when I, when, and yeah. I'm telling you what, these, these young folks, these young adults are going to save our asses. We've done and fucked this mm-hmm. world up 20 times. And they're going to be the ones, if it can be fixed, they're going to find a way to fix it. So anybody that sure. comes at me with bullshit, they're going to get a wrath and Deborah slap upside the head. That's bullshit. And I'm not here for it. So that's my reason. <laughs> no, but seriously, you know, and that's the whole thing. And I, you know, when Ruth Bader Ginsburg died, I like to have lost my mind. I cried. You would have thought, like, my long-lost auntie had died. It doesn't matter to me that I will never need a procedure. I will never need Planned Parenthood. The fact of the matter is, is that I did when I was younger. And quite frankly, I don't want to leave this world with people having fewer rights than when I fucking got here. No. (laughs) No, thank you. Roe v. Wade was decided when I was a child. And I am telling you, if I had not been able to get an abortion, the last, I've, I've had more than one abortion. I'll be honest with you all about that, too. The last time I had an abortion was from my abusive husband, my ex-husband, 
And quite frankly, if I had not been allowed to get that abortion, that man would have killed me because I knew if I, if I had had that baby, I was never going to get away from him except in a box. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I thank mm-hmm. all the gods every day that I was able to make that decision, that I had the ability and the right to choose. So for me, the idea that right to choose is now possibly in question freaks yeah. me out, which is why well, all of this oh, Trump is going to run again shit is freaking me oh. out. And goddamn right. If it, if it doesn't affect you, it will affect the generations after you. I'm telling you. People who are my age, we have to care about all of the rights. Don't yeah. leave this world well, worse than when you got the, here. Oh, these people that are slapping these signs around with, you know, pro-life people, they're as pro-life as my left ass cheek. You know damn fine <laughs> that if that baby comes out and it's brown or it turns out to be a member of the LGBT plus community, or if the child needs special services or it's raised in poverty, they ain't going to give a fuck about what happens to that kid. As they, they are not pro-life. They are not pro-life at all, especially, and boy, this is the third rail, but by God, I'm about to touch it. Don't you come in with your, me with your pro-life bullshit. If you're not willing to wear a mask and get a goddamn vaccine, you are not pro-life. Holler. I'm just saying. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> yeah, fucking ain't right. See how many people get an astrophysicist as a friend and then get them on their show. I'm telling you how lucky am I. But the fact of the no, but seriously, the fact of the matter is, is that, okay, yes, there are people who they cannot medically get it. That is not the people we're talking about. We're talking about the fucking freedom screamers who are like, but my freedom, bitch, don't pay your taxes. See how motherfucking free you are. You ain't got freedom. Are you kidding me? Oh, I'd take a bullet. They won't even fucking wear a mask to protect people. They ain't going to take no goddamn bullet. First time you go boo at them, they fall over. I don't, I mean, I just can't deal with that bullshit. No. The people who can't take the vaccine, they're part of the reason why I do take the vaccine, because they can't. And it's my obligation as a human being to give a shit about somebody, you know? Exactly. And so if I know I've people in my life that cannot take the vaccine for medical reasons, I felt like, the. I mean, I was signed up the minute it became available to me, I took it. You know, I've been pestering the hell out of my pharmacy for the Moderna booster, you know, which, thank God, they finally have approved that. But, you know, I don't mm-hmm. understand these people. And I've got them in my, you know, within my reasonably close circle, and I don't understand that thinking. It just does not compute me, you know. It doesn't make any sense. No. Listen, but, I remember when I found out that there was more than one Wiccan Republican in the fucking world. Not only that, but I had been married to this motherfucker. And I'm like, he's a what? He's a fucking Trump supporter? You, out of the fucking gene pool. 
thank you I never had your kids. Bye-bye. That was my first fucking husband, who I have not spoken mm-hmm. to since the last election because this dumb cunt was spreading the big lie. I'm like, who the fuck are you? You put your dick in me? Get the fuck out of here. I am so oh, done with you in my life. Take your dick and go home. Oh, God damn it. I have two. I mean, they're not Wiccans, but they're, you're like, I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'll let you stick your dick in me. Okay. See? See? I'm glad you're it's like, did not rub off on me. <laughs> seriously. Seriously. But but could I, you imagine, I mean, but going back to the original topic that I was addressing before, mm-hmm. here's the thing. You're going to a pagan event, whether it's online or whatever, okay? If if you expect that you're going to walk in and see all the same people of all the same books you've already read and you've been to every single one of their talks already and you recognize every face, are you going to learn something new? I'm just asking. I mean, is it me or is 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 something really going on where people are clicking in to like that's not what they're there for. They're there not to learn something, but to say, I've been to this and that many talks by this person so they can puff their chest up and act like Lord High Twisty Twat Queen of the Witches. You know, they can sit there and say, I've done all these talks, and I, they know me, and I, they can go up and shake their hand, and everybody goes, ooh, you know so-and-so. And I think that's what it's more about. They, just, they want to keep that barrier up. They want to keep that barrier up so that they're special and everybody else isn't. And you know what? I know yeah. lots of people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, yeah, I know lots of people, but I, I also know that I don't know near as damn much as I to know. And so I'm always I'm sure. open to learning sure. stuff. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's, I mean, it's just crazy. The idea that the, I mean, the idea that you would need to recognize, and you know, in all fairness, and I'm not naming names, but the person who who made this kind of statement about. Gardnerianism being watered down, and it's like it's not being watered down. It's fuck. It's like fucking flowering and growing and changing, like shit's supposed to fucking do. Because things that stay closed and and get inbred in in little circles, um, they die off, and they die off ugly. It's not a good ending mm-hmm. when it ends. It's a bad, bitter kind of sickly, ooh, it's not even resembling what it was originally supposed to be. Um, so everybody kind of wants it dead at some point. I mean, this is the problem. You know, is it nice to have a tradition? Yeah. I make traditions every year in my house, and there there's a twist on them every year. So they don't fucking get boring and rout and nobody wants to do them you know like when we hang up Dorothy's balls now mind you folks when I say Dorothy's balls I am talking about the yearly blessing balls that Dorothy Morrison produces in Wicked Witch Studios her shop and we do a different thing every year we got big (laughs) balls we got lots of balls 
balls are always good well, in pairs. You know, you got to buy two. No, no, seriously. But we do a thing. You know, there's a like a little party in the morning on New Year's Day, and we go around and we we toast and we take down the old balls and we throw up some new balls. I mean, it's a thing. We have fun with it. But like anything else, is it part of the tradition? Yes, it's part of our tradition. But we make it fun and we make it interesting and we do little different dances to it because you don't want people to forget your traditions. You want to have something that people want to carry on. And if you're carrying on bitterness and gatekeeping and anger and exclusion, you are going to run out of people. Now, here's the other thing. I don't believe in being your thought police either. Everyone is entitled to feel exactly what they feel. Whatever prejudices you have, whatever negative thoughts you have about a particular group of people, you are, as a human being, divinely inclined to think those thoughts and be free in those thoughts. But that doesn't mean you have to fucking share. Shut your fucking nope. mouth. If you know you're going to cause yourself a problem, don't say your shit and run around with your hair on fire when there are consequences. And people seem to think that freedom means no consequences. No. Freedom means you get to say what the fuck you want without going to jail. It does not mean that there are no consequences. Please understand the difference. If you're going to say some shit, are you free to say it? Yes, motherfucker, go say your shit. But if I disagree with your shit, I have the right to disengage, period. That's it. Yep, 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 yep. Well, and that's the thing, too, right? People, sometimes I think things that aren't, that probably don't need to be shared. (laughs) And I keep them to my fucking self. I mean, trust me, sometimes when I'm grading my test, I want to write, what the fuck is this shit? But I don't do that (laughs) because it's not useful or helpful or really even necessary for me to write that. Right. Right? Exactly. You're going to have an opinion. Exactly. It's all fucking wrong, right? That doesn't make it a fact. Right, exactly. Right? And if your opinion dehumanizes somebody else, Maybe your opinion needs to not ever be known, and you need to examine why you can have that opinion and make some changes to yourself. See, I love all of that that you just said. I love all of that that you just said because that is so true. There's a reason why people think the things they think. Some of it is bad experience. Some of it is bad rearing. Some, Some of it's good rearing depending on what it is. But the fact of the matter is, everything is not for public consumption. I love y'all, but some of y'all say some shit out loud that makes me go, ew, don't say that. Ow, I hurt in my soul from those words. Can we not? I mean, you know, when all young people get lumped into a thing, I am the mother of young people, fucking fine young people, I might add, and they're wonderful folks. They really are, and they're not wonderful because they're mine, because I will tell you, I have beat the ass of a motherfucker when they cross me, because I don't play. But the fact of the matter is, 
is that the young people, maybe I'm just lucky, but all of the young people, people under 25, have been the most honest, seeking, loving, open-hearted. You know, I went with my, my younger son yesterday to a tattoo parlor, and he was getting some work done on his ink. And um, I was like, oh, they're going to, like, look at me crazy because, you know, who's the old bat in here, you know, with her kid, blah, 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 blah. They, we had so much fun. They were like, mm-hmm. come back any time. Why don't you come back and I'm going to tat you up too. And blah, blah. I mean, I've already got tattoos. You just can't see them. But, I mean, it was we had such a grand time, and we talked about – you know, all kinds of paganism, all kinds of paths. You know, I learned some things from from one of the mm-hmm. folks there. I mean, I don't know shit. I already know I don't know shit. If you keep the attitude that you want to learn, people will be happy to share with you. But if you shut mm-hmm. people down, they're not going to want to share. Deborah, would you like one of mm-hmm. my pocket brownies? Of course you would, because you share your pocket brownies with me. That's an end joke. But, I mean, Deborah and I have a joke about that. But, see, we share stuff because we don't – for me, you always have pocket brownies and cheese, pocket cheese. Anyway. And ham. (laughs) But but the – but the fact is, is that if you shut people down, they're not going to fucking want to deal with you. So why are we engaging in this? If we're supposed to be building a better future together, it's not just a better future for young folks. I want young folks to have a better future. I love the fact that they are open and caring and, and ready to talk. But if you keep shutting people down, we are all going to be treated like shit as older folks, warranted or not, because you develop a mistrust of people. Yeah, I really do honestly think fear. I think it's fear. I think a lot of it is fearfulness, first of all. And honestly, I think the gatekeeping stuff comes from a place of fear. It comes from a place of being made to feel irrelevant that they don't have anything to contribute, so they're going to hold on to that so tightly that no one can tell them that they don't belong or they're not part of it. And, and I think that's a place of fear, right? So they, they're going to yeah. not let anybody else in. Don't let anybody in. They can't take it from you. Two, yeah. that they, these, uh, these, you know, you know the young, younger generation especially is wanting to do things differently and be more open and be more accepting and inclusive. And, you know, I honestly think that a lot of this stuff comes from a place of we're going to not matter anymore if we let go of the reins too much. And Fuck, you know, I don't matter now. now. See, here, no, 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 no. See, here's the thing. I don't fucking matter now, okay? This whole this whole conversation is goddamn irrelevant as far as that kind of relevancy goes because, quite frankly, I'm an idiot with a microphone. I prove it every fucking week, twice sometimes a week. It doesn't take much. It really doesn't. If you give a shit about people even a little, You can be part of the conversation. If you're not an asshole trying to beat everybody up, 
and 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 separate yourself out as the queen of all fuck. You know, that's the problem. We're we're yeah, okay, we're all fucking snowflakes. All right, whatever. But I am not a special one, okay? We're all fucking snowflakes. So the special goes away. How about community? I keep hearing these fucking cries about community and then I see these same people be like, well, I don't know who that is and I don't like what so and how so and so draws their circle and I don't like this and I don't like that. Nobody fucking cares if you like it. Nobody cares if I like it. Maybe they might show me something that's easier for me to handle now that I've gotten older, which they have. Thank you, younger folks, because I'm so lucky to be able to talk to young people who write, who, guess what, folks? I also want to mention this. Writing a book is not easy. I have immense respect for all of the authors who ever come on my show and hang with me, young, old, doesn't matter. Everybody balls to, like, put themselves out there on paper to bear themselves for scrutiny in such a manner, in such a public way. That is like the gutsiest, I do not have these guts, that is the gutsiest fucking thing to be able to, like, come on and speak in front of, what do I have, like 3,500 listeners or something? I don't know, something like that, whatever. So it's not about me, it's about my guests, you know. That's why people show up. They're not showing up to listen to my dumbass. I'm not a writer. I'm just an entertainer. It's very different. But I, I give writers so much credit because I've seen them sweat the details. I mean, every little detail. I have seen writers go toe-to-toe to get stuff put in their books, to have to literally fight with their publishers to get stuff into their books that they feel is necessary and and almost threaten to take the book away. It's like it is not as easy as you write something and you hand it to somebody and it, poof, it gets published. And I've seen folks who have written their first books like – so uh, so concerned and so nervous, like, is this the only thing I'll ever be able to do? These people care. They care about what they're writing. They care about what they're doing. And if you're a long-time established writer, you're always wondering, is the next thing the last thing? Or is the thing I just wrote the last thing? What if nobody wants to read stuff I write anymore? What if I'm tired and haggard and and, and, and people think I'm, I'm not worth listening to anymore. It can happen to you at any age, at any time, you know. You have to know that even people who have been doing it for a living for years and years and years have, are subject to the same concerns. You know, nobody's immune. Nobody gets out of here alive. We're all subject to human frailties and, and nerves and stress and questioning ourselves, and and a lot of folks have imposter syndrome. As a matter of fact, I don't think I know anybody who's not ever suffered from it. I suffer from it. You suffer from it. Everybody suffers from it at some point. Am I as good as people are saying, or is it, you know, I mean, you, you wonder. You wonder if people are just being nice to you or if you really have any fucking talent at all. I mean, it's something I struggle with, and I see all my friends struggle with it. It's a human condition. Can we just fucking be nice for five minutes 
and not berate each other. I mean, I know I'm doing the berating right now, but this is my birthday show, and I'm allowed this time. Well, <laughs> and I saying. think, too, it's about the whole thing of, you know, equal rights for others doesn't mean less for you. It's not pie. I think that's also true right. here. There's enough room yeah. in, in the witch world or in the pagan world or in the publishing of witch and pagan things world really for everybody. Mm-hmm. It's not like there's a limited number of seats at the table, you know. And right. I think if people would just realize that, I think more information is always better information because you might find that thing that resonates with you in a different book, you know. Or you might learn, like you said, learn something new and different that opens up a part of your, you know, spiritual practice that you never would have had opened up otherwise. So I don't think, I think that, you know, this idea of, of gatekeeping comes from trying to, is a poverty, what do they call it, a poverty mindset. There's only so much room, there's mm-hmm. only so much resources, and we've got to protect it lest somebody take it. And I'd rather look at an abundance mindset where there's enough room for everybody, let's just make a bigger damn table. God damn it. Let's make a bigger table and let people, you know, be there with us and, and and revel in the fact that our traditions and our our you know our whatever you want to call us our little corner of society is now yeah. we're able to be out publicly and we're able to you know we're able to decide at 52 that I can say hey I'm pansexual y'all and nobody's burnt my house down yet or or there you go. hey I'm going to for people of color and nobody's burnt my house down yet or hey i'm a witch and nobody's burnt my house down yet and so why do we have this poverty mindset of there's only so much there can only be so many witches we're not on a goddamn lifeboat you know it's it's not like we're trying to get away from the goddamn titanic you know we're just trying to you know make the world better and more is always more people doing that in my opinion is better I agree. But, you know, you and it goes back, I think a lot of it goes back to the days where we did have to, like, keep it on the hush. Because there was a period in, to, in time where if you actually admitted anything out of the Judeo-Christian norm, people kind of freaked out at you. And mm-hmm. it was a shitty fucking way to live. It was not, you know... <laughs> I know a lot of people accuse some folks of being, uh, oh, I'm, I'm a witch for the fashion of it. Nah, not really. It's, you know, but why get upset that the things we wished we were able to do are now possible to do? You can go out in public now and say you're a witch, and they're not, like you mm-hmm. said, going to come and burn your fucking house down. There was a time when they would have. There was a time when... When I was first coming out as a witch, that if I had said so in public, my parents would have been run out of town on a fucking rail. Believe me. Um, You know, I mean, not for nothing, my parents later became Pentecostal. That's not how my mother originally was. As many of you have heard before, my mother started out as a pagan and then uh, turned her back on it for a man. Whatever. Anyway, but, you know, the fact is is that things have gotten somewhat better for being a witch. I wish it would get better for folks who are other minorities. Tell you the truth, 
Um, that would be nice. You know, how do we work towards equality for people if we're not even treating each other like like we count? You know, I right. mean, seriously, you want to get your panties in a twist because someone's not practicing the way you're practicing? Really, that's going to go a long fucking way to equality. Thanks. Really appreciate the leg up, you fucking morons. Anyway, obviously, well, I'm only I... talking to a small swath when I say that, but you guys know what I mean. There's, you know, yeah. a house divided cannot stand. And no, all paganism is not the same. All pagans aren't witches. I get it. All people do not practice witchcraft. I get it. You know, but how about we try to embrace the fact that we are different and protect each other more than attack each other because, quite frankly, the only way for us to increase our numbers and be counted in society at large is to band together, you know. I mean, we're, we're trying to still establish ourselves as a standard religion, you know, just, mm-hmm. just as witchcraft being accepted. And we're not going to get there if we fucking fight each other. I mean, seriously. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. We're not going to get to the goal. <laughs> just saying. Sorry. Well, and... <laughs> Well, no, I mean, you're exactly right. And I, the, you know, I listen, I'm doing this um, thing at work. It's called Building Anti-Racist White Educators, right? And we're doing nice. this series. It's, a, it's from some university up in Pennsylvania. I can't remember which one. But there's this, there's, the whole idea is learning, the, the whole idea that we've been talking about lately is becoming a co-conspirator as opposed to an ally, right? An ally mm-hmm. is somebody difference? who's read the books and they know the terms and they know the language yeah. and they've got the little T-shirt that they can wear and they put the Facebook frame around their picture. But right. when the rubber meets the road, they're like, I'm like, where'd y'all go? Where y'all at? But Dr. Bettina yeah. Love was talking about this and she was giving the example um, of – uh, Bree Newsom and James Tyson, when after the shooting, the Dylan Roof shooting in South Carolina, she's the one who climbed mm-hmm. the flagpole. She's the young African-American woman that climbed the yeah. flagpole and took the convention. And James Tyson was the white man that was with her. And when the police came, because you knew they was coming, they're like looking oh, at the yeah. flagpole going, well, we could tase the pole and that'd get her down from there. And James Tyson went up and put his hand on the flagpole to stop yeah. him because he knew yeah. as a white man, those other white men, that had, he had the privilege that he, he spent some of his whiteness, right? So that's being a co-conspirator. Yep. That's having skin in the game, you know. And yep. when we talk about this yep. inclusivity now, you know, we got it. You got like you're you're saying these things, and you're saying, "Well, it may cost me." That's being a co-conspirator. That's putting yourself at risk and having mm-hmm. some skin in the game to stand up for a group of people that are being marginalized. That's what it's about, yeah. and that's where that's where the rubber meets the road. And you know what? I got plenty of people don't fucking like me, and I don't lose no damn sleep at night over it. You know, just like I'm sure you <laughs> sleep just fine. 
I you know, do actually. I, I, I sleep better when I know somebody's mad because it makes me feel like I did something worthwhile. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, I mean, you know, it's one of those things where you have to, you know, who it's going to be more valuable for somebody. I'm, I'm going to put my reading glasses on here and go, these kids today, it's more important for people of our age group to speak up. Because we're the ones yep. that people of our age group will listen to, right? We'll make more of an impact with our circle of our age people than younger people speaking or whatever. Plus, when you speak up, it makes other people brave enough to speak up too. And when you show up to things, like I went to the Pride Walk on our campus, right. and I had yeah. two come up to me like thank you for coming it means so much it and, and one of my students said seeing you at this and come to these things has been a life-changing experience for me because i know wow. you're on my side you know wow. and that i'm yeah. not trying to toot my own horn i don't think i'm all that extraordinary but by god if i'm not willing to walk my talk i am a sorry sack of shit and you do I that. You you, you stand up and say things, even though you know it. May, it comes at a cause, and that's what we need. Oh yeah. We need people to say. Now, people can disagree with you. That's fine. They can disagree. But here's the thing: if we start, if we don't start making inroads or making more seats at the table, we're going to lose the yeah. ground that we've already got. Right? Yeah. We're going to lose the ground that we've got, and our are going to die off. And I'm telling you what, you were talking about 2024. Let me tell you something. Just like the pandemic ain't over, we ain't rid of that dumb fucker yet. He's he's still I creeping know. around, and his ass supporters are still creeping around. And I'm nervous as in hell that if something extraordinary don't happen, you know, with, you know, I, I voted for Joe Biden because I wasn't about to vote for Trump, but he was not my first mm-hmm. choice, but I knew... I, to vote for him because I wasn't about to let Trump win again if I could do anything about it. He's going to have exactly. to show people that he's got their lives in his best interest, their best interest in his, in his priorities, or we're going to be right fucking back where we were. And let me tell you something. There's a guy yep. coming up out of Arkansas, Tom Cotton, and if you think Trump was bad, Tom Cotton's every bit yeah. as much a piece of shit as Trump, except he's smart. So he's yeah. dangerous. You yep, know, we gotta true. get our shit together. We gotta get our shit together. Absolutely. Or and we gotta quit yep. this bullshit or we're fucked. I agree. That's my rant. I totally agree. Not as well written as well. <laughs> <laughs> You're hilarious. Hey, listen, you know, we are we are down to like fourteen minutes. So um, Oh Lord. <laughs> I know. Um but I want you to talk about your your crafting stuff and, and you know, where people can find your videos and things. Let people know where you're at because I'm lucky enough to have a physicist for a friend. I actually know a rocket scientist. When I first met Deborah, I got to tell you, I was like, you listen to my show? What? <laughs> I couldn't believe I'm like, a doctor listens to my show? That's crazy. I was like, oh, I was my chest was puffed up for a whole 20 minutes. I thought I was somebody. 
right there. I'm like, damn, I was impressed with myself for a minute. <laughs> nah, but I love well, you, you to death, be. and I really do appreciate you doing this with me. Deborah does this with me every year, and it's always a good yeah. time because we always got some shit to say, don't we, Deborah? <laughs> oh, absolutely. And we didn't even talk about makeup or gay porn or magnetic eyelashes this time. So, you know. I know. Well, next time. That's all right. We can do that. We can do that. That's all right. Um, well, um, okay, so I am I am just going to say straight up, I'm one of those people that has tried to write a book, and my imposter syndrome is has got me on hold. So I don't, I'm not, you know, I don't, I'm not a famous author. I'm just, I'm a pretty interesting speaker at think places like Mystic South. Um, I mm-hmm. find me on uh, YouTube. I have a podcast called Diary of a Physicist Farm Gal, and I talk about um, crafting and farming and science and hippy dippy liberal stuff, you know, as I like to call it. And I'm not afraid. That, I don't swear, so it's safe for children on there. Um, you can find me there on YouTube, or you can follow me on Instagram. I'm Doc Firewoman on Instagram. Um, I am a big major crafter, and I'm going through this big sort of overhaul of my, uh, in, I don't want to say image, but I started sewing for myself again. I started making my Which own clothes awesome. again because I read yep. a, there's a book called Burnout about the bikini industrial complex and how it gets in women's heads about how we're supposed to yep. look. And as a larger woman, you know, I'm tall, I'm, I'm a bigger woman. Um, you know, I, I, there's not a lot of cute clothes out there and I'm and, and you know, and being a, over 50 now, you're not supposed to wear bright colors. You're not supposed to wear bright makeup, blah, 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 blah. All that's bullshit. That's all bullshit. That, yep. You know, some, mm-hmm. Is to make the cisgender, heterosexual, white male gays feel comfortable with us. Well, I'm here to tell you I don't give a fuck what that crowd thinks about me. You know, I, I have give up worrying about what the hell they think about me a long time ago. So, um, you know, if you follow me on on um, Instagram or if you follow my podcast, I talk about those kinds of things, and, I t- and and you see what I'm sewing and crafting and all that good time stuff too. So that's where you right. can find me. Well, that's awesome. And I do enjoy some well, makeup, and I do enjoy some some LGBT plus romance books, and yes. um, and I do enjoy some magnetic eyelashes. <laughs> I do love me some magnetic eyelashes. That is for sure. I'm serious. We'll have to talk. There's like 9,000 brands now. There were two. Now there's like 32. It's hilarious. You can get them in all kinds of sizes, all kinds of colors. They're amazing. I've even seen pride lashes. They rock, but I can't wear them. Yeah, because I'd have to get really long ones. You want them? I'll have to find them for you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, I want some. I want some. So, you know, okay. that's, that's the whole thing. So it's one of those things where one thing the pandemic did for me is it let me do a hard reset where, yeah. you know, at work I had, and I talk about this on my podcast, but at work I just kind of let myself go. But being away from the static of other people's expectations, I went, you know, you used to be this colorful, outspoken, vivacious person, what happened? 
And mm-hmm. I thought, well, you can do that again. So, you know, I, I walked down the hall at work wearing, a, you know, I've got visible tattoos. Um, you know, mm-hmm. we wear masks, but I have a nose piercing. I've got this long, white hair. And I'm walking down the hall with a skirt with cherries on it, with leggings that have <laughs> strawberries on them, with patent leather red Doc Martin boots. And, you know, I, I have students stop me and tell me how much they love it and how it makes them feel brave, too, to wear what they want. Yes, awesome. So, you know, yeah. sometimes you just need somebody to a permission slip. Kind of, so. yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's a great thing when, you know, I, I have a, a friend named Michael Herkus, and I love Michael to death. And Michael, to me, is a fashion icon. And he increased my bravery exponentially because he wears fabulous makeup and beautiful clothing and mm. He is so a hundred percent himself, and oh, I yeah. thank him every time I talk to him for just being such an inspiration to me. I mean, he's one of my inspirations. He's just the first. When you talk about clothing and makeup, he's like the first person who comes to my mind, which is why I singled him out. Sorry, um, but he is just this <laughs> glorious person in his being, and I just. I love people who are themselves and don't have an air of <clears throat> who they're doing it for other than themselves, which I think is a beautiful thing. Right. And I aspire right. to be authentically me, but I'm still trying to figure out who the fuck I am. Um, and I may never figure it out, but I'm trying. I am trying. Anyway, Deborah, we are we are six minutes out, so to wrap up with what are your parting words to for the folks tonight well i'm going to say one thing to you we all we okay. all have to keep growing evolving right and i think you're a pretty yep. damn fine person that's why you're my friend but we all have to keep evolving right we can never stagnate because when you stagnate you might as well be dead so you yeah. know i think the main thing is whatever your you know whatever you're at Everything has to evolve because if it doesn't evolve, it dies. And you have to keep learning, yeah. right? So, you know, yeah. if, if you're one of these people that are listening to us and going, what the fucking bitch is saying there? That's bullshit. Maybe examine why you feel the need to be so protective of things and why you have this poverty mindset of, oh, we can't change anything because then the whole world will fall down. Change is inevitable. Yeah. If you embrace the change, yeah. then you can help make the change, right? There's your yep. good sound bite yep. right there. <laughs> there you go. So I think that that's know. the main and thing. Change is not a negative yeah. thing necessarily, right? It, it's how it's, right. it's how things keep stay alive and how things move forward because, you know, we live in a different world than when a lot of these traditions were a very different world, and that's a good thing from when a lot of these attributes yes. were established. I think that, you know, they need to change to reflect that, you know. Yeah. And I say this yeah. as an elder tradition also. You know, I'm an elder in the Georgian tradition. And, you know, these things have to evolve. But embrace the change. Don't be afraid of it. And there's a place for everybody. Quit worrying about somebody taking your seat. We ain't on a damn lifeboat. 
<laughs> it's so true. That's my it really is. There's there there's enough for all of us. We can all share. We can all learn shit. I mean, <laughs> I just I'm sorry. I just find it funny because you know my mentor has been dead a really long time, bless his heart, and um, I know he would have some pretty significant opinions most of which I would probably disagree with at this point because now I'm old too. Um, but we, we've, we've got to learn to, like, get along, you know. The community really mm-hmm. needs to pull together more and stop bashing each other. And this gatekeeping shit really has to fucking stop. Nobody owns the rights to witch. Nobody owns the rights to witchcraft. Nobody owns anything, not really, because once you speak it to one other person, it is out in the ethers no matter what it is you're talking about, whether it's a tradition or a secret or whatever the fuck it is. It's all out there now, and that's kind of what we wanted, which is why this is so frustrating, because I remember not being able to get information and wondering if I was ever going to learn anything, because there was a time where I had to find a teacher, because I didn't know where one would be. You couldn't actually ask anyone how do I learn about witchcraft? People would have gone to my mother and father who became a pastor and I would have been exercised for demons and shit. I mean, seriously, this is the kind of shit I would have been up against had I not been super lucky. So can we not drive each other back into the broom closet? Okay? Okay. Deborah, thank you so much for coming and hanging out with me. Guys, I love you. Like I said, I did not expect to make friends tonight. I may or may not have a podcast after this weekend because I don't know what's waiting for me. But like I said, when you make a stand, you take that kind of fucking chance. But tomorrow I'm doing a show anyway because Patty Wigginton is coming on, and we're going to talk about her Wiccan Journal for Beginners, and it is great. So I'm going to see everybody at 10 o'clock tomorrow. Deborah, thank you again. I love you to pieces. I always enjoy my birthday with you. And I will talk to you soon, okay? Okay. Bye. Love you lots. Like tater tots. Bye. I love you too. (laughs) All right, guys. I will be back tomorrow morning, hopefully. I think I still have a show. (laughs) Well, I guess we're going to find out if I have a show. Um, (laughs) I don't know. If anybody's that mad at me, suck an egg, folks. (laughs) I mean, really, how much can I care? You know, I'm too old to give a shit at this point. But I do love y'all. I hope we can make some inroads to getting along. Have a great night, everybody. Bye. Bye.